It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. I think it was probably about six months ago that I stumbled, literally stumbled across the Rhine and over the Rhine at the end of Finley Market. And I was so delighted by the shop, by the experience, by the cheese. And I bought all kinds of different cheeses to take home. My husband and I were going to parse them out over the week during cocktail hour. And it was a Sunday. And guess what we had for dinner that night? Cheese, cheese, and more cheese. We just mowed through it. And it was so delicious. So I did a little research. I found out the owner was Stephanie Webster. And she's done a few things for us over at New Riff and come on the show before. And I'm excited that today she's joining me in studio at Amy's Table. So welcome, Stephanie Webster. Thanks for having me. So, what you know, a lot of people say, I'm going to grow up to be a ballerina or something. Did you grow up and say, I want to be a cheesemonger? How how did you end up with cheese as your career? Yeah, so I, I didn't grow up wanting to be anything, which was probably the problem. But I... Um, <laughs> I knew I was interested in science, so I, when I went to college, I, I went into biology and chemistry um, with no real plan. And um, in microbiology, we actually, um, as a fermentation unit, made cheese and yogurt and wine out of Welch's grape juice, <laughs> um, which was horrible, but we were like 20, so it was cool. Yeah. And uh, so making cheese, I was just fascinated by the chemistry of milk. Um, it is so complex and can do so many things. And so I started making yogurt at home next to my heater in my little apartment and um, then got a little more serious, started sourcing um, raw milk from a local farm in Hillsboro and um, just fell in love with kind of making cheese. I was never good at it. You know, I never made I made good yogurt. I made good butter, but I never made good cheese. It's incredibly hard. It's a craft. It's right. It's an art. It's something that has to be perfected and um so it got me kind of appreciating nice cheeses you know well-made cheeses just with my experience of making crappy cheese at home in my (laughs) kitchen (laughs) and um i uh so i still didn't know what i wanted to do but i was you know doing all of this at home finished my degree i actually went to grad school at uc and for education and taught for a couple years um and would do would do that same unit with my high school students. We would make yogurt and cheese. We didn't make wine. I would have gotten fired. <laughs> um, but uh, they loved it, and I we you know we would just go on vacation and find ourselves in little tea shops and just kind of wonder why, like Cincinnati didn't have a, a cute little cheese and wine shop. And so we, I was feeling really burnt out from teaching after just a couple of years. It's a hard job, and uh, quit my job and opened the shop. So you just jumped. Yeah. Well, I think that's so interesting, but I also think you probably wouldn't be as good at what you're doing if you didn't have that science background. Oh, sure. And, you know, I mean, that's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. And I also think it's so great to embrace a passion without feeling you have to be the creator of it all. Right. So you're sourcing fantastic cheese. We're not buying Stephanie's homemade cheese. No, you would not want that cheese. <laughs> so you're sourcing cheese. And where does one source this incredible cheese selection you've got so we work um directly with a lot of creameries um around mostly the u.s um sourcing domestically allows us to guarantee the quality of the cheese um we do have some international things but um we really try to focus on domestic cheese makers and support them and you know a you know european tradition 
is hundreds of years of cheese making. The U.S. doesn't have traditions like that. Lots of people just breaking in, quitting their jobs, just like I did to make cheese or or a dairy farm adding value to their milk. Right. And so um, we try to support that. And, um, you know, just a couple. We like to make sure, you know, the animals should be on pasture. They should be um, humanely treated. Um, there's a lot of horrifying practices in the dairying industry, and that's not something that we're trying to support. So, um, and also that, that those happy cows and animals make the best milk, which translates to really good cheese. Yep. Um, so, um, and yeah, so we just have a few, you know, guidelines that we try to stick by, but also it's everything in the case I love personally. So. Yeah. So do you taste them all when you're choosing what you put in your shop? And is that when you stop and say, I am, I've, I'm in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a hard job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have to taste. We taste all the cheese, of course, before we bring them in. And um, yeah, someone has to do the hard work. Oh, so. right. and you are doing it. <laughs> God bless you. Well, I think it's great that you're supporting domestically. I mean, aside from the whole made in the U.S., I think it's great to help. Right. We need the time to get that tradition that the Europeans do have. Yeah, and it's worth it, even though it's a long road investment. You know, we thought we waited so long for the bourbon. You are waiting potentially decades right. and centuries yeah. for a great tradition to be born here. Yeah. But we're on our way, don't you think? Oh, man. I You know, I was just in France the month of June, and I, of course, the cheese was amazing, right? But I I just, I love goat cheese. It's my, I, I could eat it every day. It's my favorite cheese I in the case. I, I love goat smoked cheese. And I was really expecting to be blown away by, like, the quality of the French cheeses. I had the best of the best while I was there. And I really think that the Americans make better cheese in a lot of ways. Yeah, I Good, think that American exciting. cheese rivals French cheese. And we're just going to say we don't mean the orange plastic no, no, wrapped no, no, variety. No, no. <laughs> no. The artisan cheese. Right, yeah. right. Well, that's really exciting. So if people are listening and they might be, you know, upscaling a bit and buying from, um, you know, the cheese case at the grocery store mm-hmm. or going to a specialty shop. But what is a cheese that you think somebody that, you know, likes a, let's go with cheddar. How okay. can we take that up a notch and what would you have at your shop to turn a cheddar lover on to a step up? Yeah, so I think the cheddar that you know that we are used to um, might be orange, like you said. Which nothing wrong with orange cheddar cheese. Right. It, it's it's a natural dye and it's a Wisconsin tradition. But if you wanted to, if you like cheddar, you want to stay in the cheddar um, realm. Maybe try a bandaged cheddar, an English style cheddar. Um, so that will have like cheesecloth, and it's made in the traditional way. A, a cheddar cheese might be made in Cheddar England, where it's from. Um, and those tend to develop um, much sweeter, more concentrated on, in complex flavors um, because of how it's aged. Um, I would also encourage the cheddar cheese lover to um, venture into like the Alp style cheeses. So bigger mountain style cheeses, maybe Appenzeller. Um, there's, there's one that's called holler hawker, um, and that's available at grocery stores. Um, and also at the rind. Um, so like those harder kind of firmer cheeses that, um, a cheddar cheese lover, I think could appreciate. What are the cheeses that I've had before in tastings with you and, and beyond that 
develop the little crystals mm-hmm. in them that I just think are like yeah. fabulous. Yes. So that those are tyrosine crystals. They're a meat that's part of an amino acid that builds your proteins. Um, most notably, um, like uh, tyrosine is a, a precursor to dopamine, which is your your happy no hormone. No wonder I love it. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so cheese makes you really this happy. Cheese makes me so happy. And so those develop with age. And so um, you know, like an aged gouda or, or aged cheddar or some of those alpine styles that i was talking about we'll we'll have those and the textural difference between the crunchy crystals and the creamy cheese is just sublime yeah it is it is yeah well okay so let's talk about i know a lot of people buy brie Mm -hmm. at the grocery store and um a few things i see that are my personal pet peeves with that not a pet peeve that sounds snobby that I would love to open people's eyes mm-hmm. to is don't cut the rind off. You don't need right, to. That right. bloomy stuff is just fine to eat. Yeah. And also don't serve it cold, right. like right out of the fridge. Yeah. It's a whole nother baby. But how do we take that for the domestic at the grocery store brie lover? How can you blow their mind? Because I know you can in 85 different directions with what <laughs> you've got. Yeah, it's so a biggest party foul to scoop out the brie, right? Oh, don't, don't, God, yeah, party, don't, don't be that do girl. That. <laughs> and and one way I think that if you're serving brie on a cheese plate and you don't want someone to do that, it would be to cut a couple pieces off to show them how to cut the cheese. Um, if you if you put a hunk of it on there and just maybe cut a couple pieces off and then they understand like oh yeah like i can eat this and that's a good idea that's like when you put one pit in the pit bowl for right, olives right. so exactly. that people know yeah. that's where it goes them. <laughs> um but yeah let, brie is actually um it is a type of bloomy rind and there's many bloomy rinds to be had um and you you know i don't know about the grocery store but you know we have um a great we have a local bloomy rind made in indianapolis um, called Trillium that just won uh, first place in its category at American Cheese Society. Wow. Triple creams. Yep. So it's a and triple cream. Talk quickly about triple cream. Yep. So triple cream means the cheesemaker has added cream to the milk and it has to be at least 75% butter fat in its dry solids. So what that means is, yeah, it sounds crazy, right? Like triple cream. Oh my God, they're adding cream. It's 75% butter fat, but that's only in its dry matter. And really triple creams are mostly water. And so a cheese like Parmigiano Reggiano actually has a lot more fat than a triple cream does. Makes sense. Well, Stephanie, you do something that's pretty popular over at the Rind, and that is your, is it the raclette night that you do? Raclette night. Yeah. So tell everybody about that, because that is just like going to have some people literally <laughs> drooling just hearing about oh, it. Oh, that would be a good bourbon pairing too now that yes, I'm thinking it of it. Would. Lots of fat and raclette. But um, it is, uh, we do it in the fall and winter. So we'll be starting it back up here probably the beginning of October. Um, and we take a big half wheel of cheese called raclette and we melt it and um, we scrape it onto potatoes and pickles oh, and mustard and very, it's a French and Swiss Alp tradition. You know, after a long day of skiing, you, you have raclette it um, with some crisp white wine or, or maybe some bourbon now. Mm-hmm. Um, and um so we just kind of replicate that here in Cincinnati. So you heat up the cheese, mm-hmm. sort of the whole piece, yep. though. And it gets bubbly and crispy. Oh, <laughs> and it's, 
It is. Yum. Yum. And so that'll be on your website or your Facebook page. Good deal. And you got a patio for the warmer weather. Right. And I'm thinking that we can utilize that at least toward the beginning of of fall. Reclet night was getting a little crazy toward the end, you know. Um, So it'll be nice to have a little extra space for people. Yeah, that's great. Well, you got to go and check out the rind. So many beautiful cheeses you can taste before you buy. You get a little cheese education. It's it's an experience. Yeah. Yeah, You don't want to go there and like think you're going to spend like two seconds. You know, like picking it up like you would in the grocery store. It's right. really like a you taste, you pick out your favorites, you talk to the monger. It's a it's an old school French way of buying cheese. Um in a delightful way. And then come home, think you're going to parse it out for a few days, and you'll eat it all in one night like <laughs> me. Well, Stephanie Webster, thanks so much. Yeah. We're so glad you've got the rind. We're so glad you've given us our first little foray into that beautiful European tradition, and I think you're going to help it grow. Thank you, Amy. Thanks, Stephanie. Yeah. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q. Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit shipped.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com.